Thank you for joining us at Impact Your Business, Impact Your Life. Throughout these videos, we are going to be interviewing successful business owners, real estate professionals, and all-around amazing people. We're excited that you're joining us. Please take a look, please like, please subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you some great content. Hi guys, welcome to Impact Your Business, Impact Your Life. Today I'm here with Burton Kelso. Um, he is going to be talking all things about his business and the tech industry, uh, ChatGPT and how it's not taking over the world and killing everyone and ruining their business. Right. Uh, yeah, hopefully. So, but before we dive into that, tell me a little bit about yourself, your business and kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, um, so I started my business integral about 30 years ago and just to give you a little background about me, not a nerd at all. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, when you're in tech that you're just a nerd and you um, just play with computers, but that's the last thing I want to yeah. do. I more started my company, Integral, 30 years ago okay. to get into the mindset of helping other people out. Because when it comes to technology, people are always struggling. Struggling in technology is constantly moving at a fast pace. So it's important to have uh, someone who's able to come in, talk in regular terms, and help you get adjusted to the technology that you have to use at work and at home because um, used to be technology was just business-based, but now we've got smart homes. We need to figure out how to make sure the toaster is going to automatically, um, uh, you know, pop up toast, make our coffee, open the front door, you know, you name it. Uh, people want those abilities. And so I definitely am here to help people uh, get on that technology journey so that they can get more out of the tech they use in their lives. Okay. And so, I know you said 30 years ago, Has have you always had that passion for, you know, the tech side of things or did you start well, I was a hater. Else? You <laughs> was a hater one time? I'm like, oh man, I hate people. No, I, I, I've always been like that yeah. because, uh, you know, when you give back to people, it just definitely yeah. makes you feel good and I, it just feels good giving back and seeing people succeed, when it, especially when it comes to technology because I've seen people break down in tears when yeah. it comes to tech and it's, uh, you know, it's kind of disheartening to see, but at the same time, um, it's good to see people gain a better understanding and be able to do amazing things with it of all ages. Because I've seen and worked with people that are like later in life, like 90s, yep. even a lady who was 101 years old, oh, wow. grasps technology and use it. So, I mean, it's, it's a great thing. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about how much it's changed from when you started 30 years ago to today. Like, how crazy is this? Well, believe it or not, technology is a little bit easier than it was 30 years ago because back then people and companies were always developing products for tech devices, but they, they definitely were not always licensed by the software company. So you'd find some cool gadget at the store, you try to make it work, and then you'd find out it wouldn't be supported by Windows or Apple, by Apple computers. But now most tech devices, if you buy it at the store, it's going to be compatible with something. So for example, let's take smart home. Mm -hmm. You buy a smart TV for your Alexa home or your smart home device. Your smart TV is going to work with Alexa, it's going to work with Google. You're not going to have any problem getting those devices to work. Whereas 30 years ago, you might buy a smart TV and it wouldn't work with anything well because yeah. it was kind of cobbled together. But uh, the other thing too is obviously the technology advances. We've got smartphones, we're mobile, we've got high speed internet so we can Pirate movies a lot easier and music a lot easier. <laughs> LimeWire. But yeah, LimeWire, yeah. But all joking aside, yeah, we can stream now. Yeah. So it's definitely made the world a smaller place. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because 
when you had people that you had to help um, remotely, you really couldn't do that even 20 years ago, yeah. you know, or even 10 years ago. Now it's a lot easier to remote into someone's device, help them out, and that way they can get on their journey. And so I know we're kind of getting a crystal ball out, but <laughs> five years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now. Right. What are you thinking? What do you think is going to happen? That we're all going to be like, batteries in the matrix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got chips in our minds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to predict, but I would say definitely AI is going to have a large role to play with that as far as the way we interact with machines. They won't necessarily be self-aware, but uh, it'll be a situation where we're reacting or interacting with machines and they're giving back queries in a way that we're more free to do those things that we love, like spending time with family rather than being humped over our computers trying to get the information that we need for work and for home. Yeah, okay. And so chat GPT, people are really freaking out. Some people are loving it, some people are freaking out. Right. What is your mindset around it moving forward? Well, I think education's the key as far as helping people understand the whole aspect of chat GPT. It's more or less, you know, like Google on crack where it's a query tool that allows you to talk to a machine and to get back information in like human-like form. Um, the great thing about ChatGPT is that it necessarily won't eliminate a lot of jobs, but it's definitely here to uh, help enhance the human experience. So you can set up like chatbots to answer frequently asked questions, or if you needed to do a query on specific research like history, uh, math, programming, it's there for all of that. So that way we're just not just struggling with what's going on. And you hear this talk of it could replace jobs, but the problem is, is that we're not machines talking to machines, we're humans and we need to interact. And so you may see companies try to adapt chatbots in order to reduce workforce, mm -hmm. but in the end, it's gonna backfire on a lot of those companies yeah. because uh, you're not able to talk to a human. And um, in order to eliminate cybercrime, you definitely need to interact with people more than you have your people interact with chatbots. Because I didn't know if you knew this or not, mm -hmm. Josh. Um, a lot of companies aren't putting their websites or their phone numbers for their uh, to contact customer service on their website. So what it does is it causes people to Google uh, numbers. And scammers have figured out, well, uh, if I say that I'm Amazon and yeah. have a number, then people are going to call that number. But at some wow. point, Google's going to stop that practice. Companies are going to stop that practice. And then You'll have it once again where companies will have their phone numbers posted so that you can call yeah. because it's really a disconnect yeah. with any business. If you can't find a number to call, you're probably going to stop doing business with that company. Yeah, so. it's so frustrating sometimes when you go on there and you do you get the bot or you call and it's press one, press two, and I'm right. like, do you think that press one, press two will go away and the AI generated voice will come in more instead of the press one, press two? So you think you're talking to someone, but you're not. Yeah, I think it probably will be more of an AI world where you could probably get through most queries. Let's say in the tech industry, uh, you have a problem with your computer. So then you would have AI walk you through the basic steps of unplugging, restarting. Yep. Same thing with home appliances or anything that you deal with at home or at work. Of the basic steps as far as doing stuff, and then if it becomes more complex, then you'll get to the level of a human being. Gotcha. And so we have a lot of agents that normally watch this. So real estate agents aren't going to lose their jobs to chat GPT. Well, you guys haven't <laughs> lost them to Zillow yet. So. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that scare, isn't it? Yeah. That uh, there's some new technology that's going to come around and just going to replace you. And I know, how long has Zillow been around? For a oh, while now. A long time. Yeah, yeah, for at least 10 years. Yeah. And 
I'm sure agents thought, well, once Zillow came along, then we're done. People yeah. are just going to go to Zillow. But people like that human experience. So it's some aspects you may see job loss, but overall, it's not like it's going to completely yeah. decimate the industry and make agents obsolete. I like that. And so I know in our meeting just now, you were sharing, I didn't realize how many different types of AI there are. So the top ones, obviously, your chat GPT. I know you mentioned Bing with Microsoft, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Bard with Bard Google. With mm -hmm. Google. Um, is there any one that someone that's starting out using it should go to right away? Probably ChatGPT would be the easiest one because with Bard, they're still taking subscribers, so you have to uh, wait to wait your turn to get it. But Bing and ChatGPT are probably the best uh, tools to use because they're one and the same. Because Microsoft's the one that's funding OpenAI, that's why they're able to incorporate ChatGPT into Bing. Gotcha. But as you saw, uh, ChatGPT responds a lot quicker than Bing yeah. does, so. And do you yeah. pay for ChatGPT or is that a free service that you can use right now? There's two options for ChatGPT. You can use it for free, um, which most agents can get by with no problems. Or you can pay uh, 20 bucks a month mm -hmm. to like get ahead in line when there's new features. Gotcha. Um, trying to think what else. Nothing, Nothing that you would really want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Use the free button. <laughs> right. You get a back scratcher, you know. <laughs> And then they'll put thing. your signage out for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one <laughs> other thing that you showed, which was like super cool, I didn't know there was that Dali. Yeah. So Dali, and that was D-A-L-E? D-A-L-L. D-A-L-L. -L. -L -E. And then two. So it's Dali 2 is the version that's yeah. out. And it was like, creates graphics. Yeah. And so we got it in our meeting where you posted in a real estate agent flying over a city with a cape, and it creates an image like that. Right. Insane. So I was trying to think like, how can agents use that in their business, for example? Well, it's kind of tough as far as Dolly is concerned. And I forget the other uh, AI tool. But anyway, if you're using text to image AI tools, it's basically to help you formulate an idea of something that you want to create in the real world. So if you were to put in, like, I want a picture of an agent flying over a city, then you could take that image and then you can go to a graphic designer and then kind of put it all together. Or if you or a real estate agent that is a graphic designer and you're trying to come up with ideas for images yep. to use, then you could use Dolly to kind of formulate logo, and make it things like that. Exactly, I like yeah. It. I like it, okay. Um, what other things you think with the AI world that agents can use it for in their business? Well, if you have uh, an established real estate business, you can definitely set up chatbots on your website or even on social media mm -hmm. on Facebook in order to take specific queries. There are agents, if you go to their business page of uh, Facebook, it's got basically a chat bot that's taking those ask, answering those frequently asked questions like, uh, I don't know, throw out a question for me, Josh. Like, does this home have a basement? Does it back up to a park? Right. Like well, it, it can't do that because, yeah. it, I mean, it's more along the lines of a bit of what the business does. So gotcha. are you a commercial real estate agent gotcha, gotcha, versus gotcha. a um, residential, residential real estate agent? Gotcha. Are you licensed in? You know, what are your, you know, what yeah. are your hours? When do you work? You know, that, those sort of things. Could that, you do it where, what listeners do you currently have? What you could like definitely that? customize a chatbot to do for anything. So let's say you have your own real estate website and you have a page for each listing. Okay. Then you could employ a chatbot to ask those specific questions about a specific listing. Because, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah. But again, with chatbots, you know, you, there's programming mm -hmm. involved. So it's not necessarily that an agent's going to sit down and just, create their own yeah. chatbot because that in itself may take a lot of time. Yeah. So it depends on the level of your real estate business. And I know you shared as well, which is kind of cool on the chat GPT for us as agents, when we we're putting our list in live and things like that, um, 
how it can do it for you. Basically. Right, exactly. Um, you put in there, this is a five-bedroom home, three-bathroom, two-car garage, whatever, mm -hmm. and it makes it sound good, looks good. One thing that stuck with me, what you said, and I think everyone needs to do this because I know agents use ChatGPT for this, but you got to change it. It's you... there as a framework. It's not there to copy and paste. Right. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, there was a... I think I was telling you about the story of the agent who's going around at a party showing, hey, there's all the stuff you can generate with ChatGPT, yep. and it's like, you can't take that from yeah. verbatim. You've got to change it up a little bit and make it so that uh, it comes from you as opposed yeah. to uh, you coming from AI. Now, if you did that, you would have to give credit to that it was created with AI rather than your own um, from your own intellectual property. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, you should definitely use AI as more of a, uh, oh, what is it, a springboard to launch into other ideas in order to uh, help you become a little bit more creative. because. That's where the time saver comes in because I think too many times we're spinning our wheels trying to figure out what content we're going to create. But um, if you use uh, AI text tools like ChatGPT, mm -hmm. it can de definitely help you on the way to create social media posts or blog posts or any any text-based content you want. And I think that was the biggest thing I took away from it was because I was one of those people that used to think, so you put it in, you copy and paste it, and you throw it on there. Right. And goodness, we have a team that does marketing, so we don't have to do right. it because otherwise I'll be getting in trouble. Right. But that was my biggest thing was it's not there to do everything. It's hey. just there to give you the ideas. Right. When you said, when you're having that brain fart and you're like, oh, what do I do? Right. It, just, exactly. it will give yeah. you some ideas and then you can create your own. Right, um, exactly. Social media posts, like I said, blog yeah. posts, uh, just anything like if you want to improve your uh, realtor website, you could go in and change all that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it's there for because when you're a realtor, you wear many hats. And this is where ChatGPT is coming in as a savior because it allows you to wear multiple hats. Um, and it also helps you look like an expert as far as all things real estate, because if you wanted to showcase um, things as far as home improvements, you can definitely go to ChatGPT and put those ideas in. You may know as an agent, but sometimes you're not able to recall that information. So using a text-based AI tool. I can't remember the name of it, but I saw one on, I think it's Instagram the other day. There's now a company, you can take a picture of your house mm -hmm. and you put in there, rustic or modern whatever you're looking for right and it creates an image kind of like dali yeah point two or whatever it was yeah it will actually show you what the house could look like if you wanted a rustic look or whatever so you then can take it to your contractor and have right. do whatever and that's one that's of the good cool. things about ai yeah because i mean that's basically taking what you are thinking and able to like think of all the different scenarios as far as to put it uh put it in the output that yeah. you can tangibly take to somebody. I mean, just think of Grammarly. Yeah. Or yeah. spell check in yep. some of the newer word processors that yeah. it automatically squiggles a word or with uh, Google or Gmail, mm -hmm. you start typing a sentence and it's like, oh, okay, this is yep. what you're going to say. Time saver, you yeah. know? It's definitely a Love good thing. that little tab in it. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing to, to be or have as a real estate agent because time is money, man. Yeah. Time is money. And I, and I, you've probably seen it. I saw Google done like a conference the other day and they had, like a live call to a nail salon and like mm -hmm. they had them hooked up to their Google calendar and stuff. And the voice mm -hmm. is sounding like a real person. They scheduled a nail appointment. Right. So I think that's awesome. And I think things are going to go that way. I mean, right. you could set something up to make calls for you. I love mm -hmm. it. But I know you also mentioned the safety side of things, the security side of things of that. But let's touch on that a little bit. We just wanted to take a second and thank our partners with this episode. The Edie Waters Network, powered by Lucido Global. We're here for all your real estate needs. Um, if you're looking to buy or sell, please reach out to us. Um, also, if you're looking to maybe join a real estate company, talk about your options, we'd also love to chat. 
Our second partner is Integrity First Properties. We are a property management company here in the Kansas City Metro and we would love to service you and your clients' property management needs. Finally, we'd like to thank Integrity First Mortgages. If you are looking for a new home loan, looking to refinance, Integrity First Mortgages would love to chat with you. Thanks and get back to the episode. Right. Um, some tips to keep your account safe and protect your clients. Right. Because there are scammers out there that can take your voice from your videos, like what we're doing and things like that. So right. Be careful. So yeah, definitely with uh, AI comes the risk that cyber criminals are also using AI in order to further their, their needs as far as tricking and scamming people. Um, so the top scams that are going on right now are deep fake uh, video scams where uh, criminals can take your photo and then put it on a video and then send it out to discredit you. And when you think of cybercrime, I think most people think that it's criminals overseas that are doing stuff. But I mean, we do have domestic uh, cyber criminals. Let's say as an agent, you run across someone who's disgruntled with your work, then they can definitely take your your great uh, headshot from your real estate business card and post it on a video and just make you say disparaging stuff. And of course, voice cloning is another scam where criminals can capture your voice and then use it to call potential buyers and sellers and trick them out of information. So you really need to be aware of that. Now you can set up Google Voice to kind of, or not Google Voice, but um, Google um, Reminders, Google Alerts, that's what Google I was thinking alerts, of. Google yeah. Alerts, yeah. In order to uh, get alerted when anytime something is said about you on the internet. But the reason I went to Google Voice is that sometimes agents need to be weary of who they give out their mobile number to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, using Google Voice would be a good way to kind of deter some of that cyber crime because SIM card fraud is prevalent where criminals will actually steal your mobile number and then transfer it to another cell phone number. Then if they get your voice and they can make it look yeah. like it's from you and that you're the one making the actual call so it can def- definitely discredit you and that's as a real estate right agent. Now. Like it's happening. It's happening, yeah. yeah. Voice cloning calls or yeah, it's definitely going on. So, okay, okay. Yeah. If you and, think it, yeah, some criminals already thought about it and yeah. doing it, you know. And so I know you mentioned make sure your password protected on your social media, on your Gmail, everything right. like that. And you even said to set up the alert, the Google, Google alert. alerts. Yeah, Google definitely. Alert, so it will tell you if someone logs in or. Right. Exactly. And, and did you say on Google alerts it even tells you if someone uses your name in something? Yeah. Yeah. If it, if if they use your name and it shows up on the internet, then mm-hmm. Google will find it and then, um, you know, you, it'll let you at least. Be able to take action yeah. to prevent bad things from happening for your real estate brand. Uh, one of the other things I was going to bring up, as far as uh, AI and as far as scams are concerned, now I forgot what it was. So ask me another question, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll, I'll so, come back to me. I know you were talking about that taking your image from a business card and making videos and stuff. How can you tell? Like, because I've seen these videos. I mean, you see these crazy videos of right. celebrities, like, oh, this person's been arrested. You know, you see all this stuff. How do you? How can you tell? Is there a way to tell? It's harder, but usually you could tell from the uh, where the face was implanted over the video. There's usually discoloration yeah. where they've attached it. But with AI, it's you know it's made it almost impossible to yeah. tell. And one of the funniest deepfake videos I've seen is a guy. I guess he loves Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, oh, yeah. and uh, he loves putting Arnold's face on different stuff and his voice too. Like they have uh, Arnold singing the Sound of Music oh, instead no. of Julie Andrews. You know, just <laughs> craziness you know but that's the thing it gets like yeah you got frank sinatra doing rap songs now you know <laughs> well i worry because like you've even seen like this drake song it's all been ai generated or whatever right but it's like at some point some people might 
take it as real life. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And like there could be some crazy things mm -hmm. that people could be like, that happened, look at the video, look at this. Right, exactly. Sometimes I see things and I'm like, is it real? Is it fake? You, right. you just don't know anymore. I know, you really don't. And I mean, it's, it's, that's one humbles. of the scary things about AI is that uh, the CEO of ChatGPT went to Congress and said, hey, you got to kind of regulate this stuff. Because when ChatGPT came out, no one could, uh, no one realized it was going to be as big as it was. It yeah. was kind of like, hey, let's throw it out. Uh, because that form of AI has been private use for years, but open AI is like, well, let's release it to the public. Hmm and see how they can use it. And of course, no one predicted how uh, prevalent it was going to be. Yeah. And so there has to be regulation because uh, you don't want some companies trying to one-up ChatGPT or BART or any other companies and create some software that's just totally unhinged and that can cause damage to people's lives. Yeah. So. so to wrap up this part before, because I want to finish on your business so mm -hmm. people need help. People have spoke about, are they going to create robots that come out and do all these things? Like, there are robots about. out. Exactly. I mean, you have drones and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, they've got drones, but then also, too, in Japan, which is like robot capital yeah. of the world, they always have these AI robots that they've incorporated chat GPT in, and it's still machine-based. Like, they had one robot say, oh, well, you know, I'm feeling emotional because I'll never meet anybody. I'll be huh. lonely. And, of course, that tugs on your heartstrings as yeah. a human. But as a machine, is that really there, or yeah. is it just kind of like an algorithm yeah. that's put in to make it react like that? But, so do you think... They will keep using that and like create ones that have full-on emotions and they're living, living, breathing right. in the world. Oh, I don't think so because if you've seen Blade Runner, I mean, it just or any of those movies where they've got emotion, yeah. uh, like even Ultron, you know, yeah. from the Avengers movie, it's uh, you, you you have that and it's like you know the risk, but yeah. you know, hopefully there's some some cyber idiot that decide to do that, you know, because there's always that case. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. So your business, let us know yeah. what your company does. Can you reach people around outside the United States? Because mm -hmm. I know you're well known in here in Kansas City, but outside of Kansas City, tell us a little bit. Oh yeah, so with Integral, um, we're basically like Geek Squad for real estate agents where we can go on site uh, to a real estate business or a real estate working out of their, agent working out of their home or remote to any agent across the, well, I should say globe, but yeah. across the United States uh, with remote tech support. So uh, our goal is to help people get more from the technology that they use every day and to help real estate agents make more money with their use of technology. So I always use the cat's phrase. I love the manuals. Well, I read all the manuals. I love technology and I'm serious about making technology fun, safe and easy to use for everyone. So that kind of, hopefully that sums everything up. Yeah. So Especially the whole geek squad thing. Yeah. Too, yeah. So for example, if someone has... You know, one of the agents in Denver, Colorado, their laptop's jacked up. They don't know what they're doing. They've got scammed on there. They can call you. You can log in, do it oh, yeah. here in Kansas City. Yeah, it happens all the time. Same thing with phones, everything. Oh, like yeah, that. definitely. Awesome. They I got like scammed. Yeah. I like that. Does that happen? That happens quite a bit, I know. I, I love that scammed. lucky game. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I got scammed last year. So. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I almost fell for a scam. Real quick, one of our customers uh, had accounting software. End of year, time to update the software. We called uh, the tech guy wanted to take control of the computer, which in a lot of instances is okay because they can download the software quicker than mm -hmm. us and we couldn't find the link. And the guy's like, oh yeah, you owe about $800 as far as the accounting software. The customer I was with is like, no, I think I paid that in April. Got the receipt, I disconnected because she's like, that doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this call doesn't feel right. So trust him, I got, got off the call. Sure enough, she had the bill for 800 bucks she paid in April. We called a legitimate company and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, this scam's been going on for a while. Oh, so, wow. number one, I'm like, why aren't you alerting your customer yeah. base? And uh, number two, 
um, you need to make it a lot easier for consumers to download your software rather yeah. than having to call support all the time. But I mean, it was just, yeah, the email looked legit. I think they had to have infiltrated this accounting company to know the protocol and the information to send out to consumers. And they may have gotten a customer list too, because yeah. how's will we've gotten that email unless yeah. some criminal had gotten gotten that information. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, crazy. so, you know, it's to say you just have to really take your time when you're reading emails and uh, just think before you click to make sure that you're um, safe from all these schemes because truth be told, every tech device is immune from a criminal from log, logging in. Mm -hmm. It's socially engineered attacks, meaning that criminals are trying to trick you into giving out your information, yeah. whether it be a link or an alert, just anything to make you react and then you're just Get selling your life secrets. We well, see it on Facebook all the time. Like you keep getting friend requests from people you already have oh, friends yeah. with. And stuff. Exactly. Oh, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing about that is you can accept a friend request. It's uh -huh. just the message that comes afterwards yeah. where you're like, well, this doesn't sound like Joe <laughs> wrote this. And then not clicking on it, you know, calling or emailing yeah. and saying, hey, was this you that yeah. sent me this request? And one thing you said earlier is actually when you said it, I was kind of like, that's kind of funny. I can't imagine doing it. But when you think about the world we're in and people can steal your voice and things mm -hmm. like that, you said, it might get to the point, or you should get to the point now, clients you're working with have like a keyword. Oh, heck yeah. You know, yeah. so then that way when you jump, hey, keyword is this. Right, exactly. So they know mm -hmm. I'm actually speaking to Josh. Because right, exactly. like I said, people nowadays, they can steal our voice from this video mm -hmm. and do crazy things with it. So. Yeah, you've seen that scam with the grandparent scam where the, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. My that's kid's in jail what, and he's, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's the kid's voice yeah, because they've yeah. owned the kid's voice. So, I mean, it's, it is one of those things, especially I think in the world of real estate, you do have to let your buyers and sellers know this is the way I do business. And these are the people that you're going to hear from. And we're going to set up a code phrase so that if uh, any sensitive information is going to be shared, yeah. then, um, you know, we need to exchange that before I, you know, or you need to give that before we give out any information so yeah. that you can prevent wire fraud and other nefarious things that happen in the real estate That's world. You know? It's a good idea. you know, I like it. Okay. Well, we're going to put all the buttons information on here. So if you have questions, your clients have any questions, feel free to reach out. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was pointing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got the. You, I, I didn't see the big one. I just saw the little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Reach yeah. out because I mean, you can help your clients. Like I said, wherever you are in the United States. Um, and if you have any security questions, obviously reach out as well. And he's all over social media. You see him on the news, whatever. So right. appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys.